the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Ruby Red Slippers Soul Care Podcasts and the Renegade Women in Soul Care series. I'm your host, Arlana Scola. And now, here's a continuation of last week's program. I've never heard that before. And the minute that you said it, my brain flashed to, um, I've been to Israel uh, several times and, and coming down the road where uh, Jesus walked on the donkey and they were mm-hmm. waving the palms and everything. On the left side of that, as you walk it in present day, are all of these above ground tombs. Mm. I mean, the mountain is is just filled with all of these tombs. And that's what I saw when when you said that. And just the thinking of, for me visually, of those tombs and moving back, the covering on that tomb and nurturing and loving the wounds of the person that's there. That's like where I went. That is such a powerful visual. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that's really. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your, your side of that because that, that is powerful as well. Yeah. And I just walking down that road is just like, oh my gosh, but that's a whole nother story. Peggy, what makes you weep? It's, takes a lot to make me cry. I mm-hmm. normally, I don't cry unless I'm, my feelings are hurt. I would cry mm-hmm. when my feelings were hurt, but you know, I don't get, I don't cry easily at all. And so when I found myself, once I was healed, I found myself whipping and pardon the, the visual of this, but snow tripping, whipping, yeah, yeah. whipping. Yeah, I get when, I'm, when I'm worshiping and praising God. Oh, I mean, to me, because I like what he's done for me, it's yeah. just, I cannot, I can't hold myself. I'm crying. I'll be in my car listening yeah. to a song, a worship song. And I'm just, it's just drooling. I mean, you know, yeah. yeah, no, I get it. I've been known to have to pull over to the side of the road. You know? <laughs> so that's, that's the thing wow. that does make me weep the most. And that's, you know, I treasure the times of yeah. praise and worship in my own home, in my car and, right. and in church, you know, um, I'm right there at the altar and, you know, you'll see me, you'll see the tears just coming down. I always bring yeah. clean stuff with me because you'll hear, see the tears coming down uh, sometimes because you just can't hold it back. It's just so powerful. It is. And again, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. And tears aren't always for sadness. You know, weeping isn't, isn't always about the sadness. Weeping mm-hmm. can be for exactly what you just stated is you know, being brought to your knees by the power and the glory of who God is and how he moves in our lives and what he does for us. It's just, it's inexplicable. And like, there's no other words, you know, besides weeping. So I I hear you loud and clear. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. What do you think is the singular thing that has brought the biggest impact on your life and to your success? Well, I think as I, I mentioned before, I've really had a lot of accomplishments in my life. And I think though, really the single most accomplishment, number one, was when I accepted Jesus as my savior, Mm -hmm. you know, as my savior. And, you know, there, you know, is that there's that progression 
you know, you, you accept Jesus as your Savior, but you don't necessarily accept him as your Savior and Lord at the same time. Right. Some people do. But for me, I accepted him as my Savior, but then I could go on living like I'm living. I didn't make him the Lord of my life at that point. And I honestly did not do that until I, I had gotten healed. Because yes. then I realized it was like, you know, scales were removed from my eyes and I could see Jesus for who he truly was. And it was at, at that point, I knew I had to make him my Lord. I wanted everything that, that he had to offer. You know, I wanted to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. I wanted, you know, the wisdom of God. I wanted whatever gifts he had for me. Um, it was just like this hunger for everything he was and everything he had. And so that has been by far the largest impact on my life and the greatest impact, the greatest gift that I could give to anyone, you know, speaking to them to say, if you're really looking for some impact, I can tell you how to get it. Uh, And so I just have to keep going back to that because just remembering who I was, you know, I was saved by the blood of Jesus, but really didn't know him. I accepted him, but didn't know him and and coming to know him in in the way that I now know him. There's no, I, I don't see how anybody could turn away from from God at, at that point or yeah. from anything that Jesus did for them, because to know him is to love him. Yes, it is so, so very true. And I'm thankful that you stated it in the way that you did, because I think many people follow the same path is that they've accepted him, but haven't haven't had the next part of the journey with him. You know, and that's where the deeper richness comes in and and all of those other things. And I think that sometimes people think, okay, well, I did it, you know, okay, I'm good. And and once and done. (laughs) Right, right, right. And and yes, that is good. And yes, that is powerful. And yes, that is the first step. But the sanctification process is until we die, you know, absolutely. And so the beauty of of how you stated it, yes, I accepted him. And now I, I need to get to know him. I need to experience. Experience him. I need to have him in every breath that I take. Just, yeah, super, super, super powerful. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. If you could go back to your younger self and hand out free advice, what would you say? You know, I think the most important thing that I say to my the younger me would be to guard my soul mm-hmm. because I was so easily offended and there, you know, took on so much and, and piled everything in, in my soul. And of course, yeah. didn't know what I was piling up. But when when I learned that it's my soul that's going to stand before the Bema seat of Christ, yeah. and I'm going to answer for every unrepentant sin that is there, I started saying, oh my goodness, I don't want anything when I stand before the Lord, because I used to be afraid of the Bema seat. I say, oh my goodness, right. oh, my whole life is going to go before. I end. But now when I understand that I can't, if I expect that I'm going to receive those those treasures that I'm piling up in heaven and those gifts that the Lord gave me, sin can't enter the kingdom of heaven. So I need to make sure that I guard my soul so that I, that, you know, I go, if I go with any, they're the least amount that I could possibly go with so that I can hear that he's forgiven me for that. And, and well done, good and faithful servants, you know, enter thee into my rest. And so that to me, I would try to get through to my, my younger me as well as to, to encourage myself to build my life around God's plan for me, 
because I never realized there was a specific plan for my life that is written in, in a book of my life before I was even born. God had a plan for me. He had a, had a prophecy over me even then. But because he's a God that gives us the you know ability to make our own decisions, he doesn't force his plan on us, but he certainly wants us to walk in his plan. And the fact that I went through so many years not even understanding there was a plan for me or that plan was the most beautiful thing that I could ever even think of. I think it, it, I would really want the younger me to understand that search for that, search for the plan that God has for your life and walk in that plan because that's the, that's the prophecy over your life. That's who he he's called you to be before you were even born. So I think those things I would, would definitely want myself to know. And I think as long as I, as I, I did that, you know, if, if I were younger again and I took that advice and as long and knew that as long as I did that, I would end up in the place that I was always destined to be. Yes. Yes, absolutely true. So, so powerful. And it's so interesting to look back and, and just observe how mm-hmm. things went and where God was and what I'll say for me, where I missed God and where he spoke and I didn't like really understand and all of those things, you know, um, it's, you know, I wish, gosh, I wish I'd known this, or I wish I'd known that, or if I'd known that this wouldn't happen and it wouldn't hurt so bad and all that stuff. But I also know that every single thing that happened to me, and I know you feel the same way. Mm -hmm. Every single thing that happened to me is used to bless somebody else. Amen. He says he'll he'll turn it for good. He he tells us to do that always. Yes. And I am a witness to that. I couldn't even tell you. I mean, hundreds of thousands of times. I'm a witness to where my pain and my sorrow and my whatever bless somebody else because I made it through because of him, but I made it through. So yes, yes, yes. I'm there. I'm with you hundred percent. Yeah. Well, what women have inspired you, Peggy? Well, I think the one that, that really has inspired, inspired me the most is my pastor, Pastor Miriam, you know, at, at my church at Jack, here in Jacksonville, River of Life. You know, she she's such a woman of God. She literally, I mean, she practices what she preaches. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she just, she inspires me in so many ways. Um, not only being just, you know, her relationship with her husband is such a blessing to watch. I mean, she's to me the Proverbs 31 woman. Yeah. And so she really inspires me. I think also women like, you know, Priscilla, Priscilla Shire and yeah. Lisa Turkist, they inspire me because I really believe they are they are women with a prophetic ministry for women. Yes. And um and helping to train them up. And so I I've learned a lot from them. I think as as far as women in the Bible. I really have been inspired by Deborah. Yes. She was she was a powerful leader. She was a prophetic judge. And she just inspires me, as, as does Ruth, because you know, she stepped out going where, you know, going back to her past. Right. Going back broken, you know, because she yep. she said, I'm Mara now. I'm no longer Ruth. Yeah. Because she was broken when she went back, but she went back to a place where God could heal her. Yep. Went back to the place she was she belonged so that God could heal her. And so she she also inspires me. Amazing. That's just amazing. And and to to look at the women that God places in our lives as mentors, as as coaches, as 
um, pastors, as so many different things and facets that that women are able to reach their hand out and nurture, mentor, care for, encourage other women is just is so powerful. And as you you know, kind of indirectly stated, that the Bible is full of these women. And yes. I like talking about these women <laughs> because they were mm-hmm. renegades. I mean, if you think about these women, yes. they were serious renegade women that just took it by the horns and said, listen, this is what I'm doing. And this is why I'm doing it. I know the Lord's got my back and like, get out of my way or, you know, something's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. So I love it. I love it. I love it. Why would you say that soul care is important to you? Well, I think because, you know, and, and I touched on it a little bit because once I really understood, you know, in, in, in years past, I was, I was a child of God, but I was afraid of God. Yeah. I was afraid of what he was going to call me to do, what he was going to ask me to do. And so that fear of God kind of kept me from growing in him, I believe. But when I really learned about the importance of my soul and it's all about my soul, I had no idea. I mean, I, I recognize, you know, my, uh, my, spirit, my physical, but I had no idea what the soul was all about. And once I learned, it is really, with your spirit, it's the most important part of you. It's yeah. who you are. Yes. And, and so to me, as much as I would care about my body, and I do, I, I take good care of my body, but the soul is even more important to, to take care of because yeah. your your body's going to pass away. Right. But your soul's going to live on forever. Yes. And so... For me, I want to make sure, like like King David did, you know, how he he went before the Lord and he laid his soul before the Lord and say, you know, Lord, if there be anything uh, evil in me, he wanted to dealt with right then, you know, creating me a clean heart. And I find myself doing that on a regular basis. You know, when I spend my time with the Lord in the morning, I always want to make sure that I take care of my soul before I uh, go into my day as right. well. Yeah. And that's, that's so important. And C.S. Lewis says, you don't have a soul. You are a soul. Yeah. And yeah. you just, you just said that mm-hmm. I'm reiterating with his statement, but it's so true that we don't have a soul. We are a soul. And just to elaborate on that, what kind of soul care practices do you do? If it is just first thing in the morning or throughout the day that keep that part of your being nourished and full and um, well cared for? Well, I do. And, you know, I I do start my day that way um, because I think it's important that I go over my day, my previous day, and and I, I look at how my day went and was there anything in that day that um, where I acted out of righteousness or, uh, in a way that was not pleasing to the Lord. And so, you know, I'm, I'm careful to make sure I'm, I'm repentant, but then I have to look out as I'm going through the day as well. You know, there are many times like, you know, my day might, you know, I might be having a, a slow day or a day where I'm dragging or whatever, and I might not be as conscious, but on the days that I am conscious of what I'm doing and where I'm going and who am I interacting with, I really try to make sure that I am cognizant of the things I say. I try to watch the words of my mouth because that is so important because, you know, they can bring life or death. Yes. You know, there's the power of the tongue. And we so easily step into things that are like, I'll find myself saying, saying something that is an idiom that somebody else, that everybody says, but it really is not a truth. 
as far as I'm concerned or as far as my soul's concerned, I find out I'm agreeing with something in the negative um, when when it's not a truth to me, but I'm agreeing with it in the negative. And so those things I try to watch out for because, you know, the more you learn about your soul, the more precious it becomes to you. Yes. And it would be the same as having a great big diamond rock that you want to want to preserve. You want to, you want to take care of, you don't want to see a nick in it or anything else or a chip in it. Um, you want to make sure, I mean, your, your soul is so much more important than that even. Yes. It's so very, very true. It just, it's something that we need to pay attention to and to nurture and to honor and to care for and to protect and to pour into and, and to treat gently and kindly. And, mm-hmm. and maybe it was about two weeks ago now, but in my morning devotional time, and that's how I start off is the morning really early when it's quiet and mm-hmm. the world hasn't awakened yet, you know, and it's just so peaceful and all of that. But I was thinking, and I had this epiphany, God's word, however you want to term it, but the statement was, I need to love myself the way that Jesus loves me. Mm, yes. And it was just like, whoa. Yes. Wow. And it was so That's powerful. So powerful. I mean, I take good care of myself. I treat myself really well. I take time. I, you know, do all those things, nurture my soul and make sure I'm not around a bunch of people that are negative, you know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But when it came to Arlana, you need to love yourself like Jesus loves you. Mm. I was like, so powerful. Yes. So powerful. So I just want to share that statement with you and our listeners because it is so powerful. And I think that that's a goal that we um, sometimes don't put those words to. Yeah. To- now I have goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> Use it. You Feel free. Use it wherever you like, because I think it's, it's so powerful, so profound, but it's also so true. We need to do that every day and be aware of that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. All right, my new amazing friend, what is your passion piece right now? You mentioned it kind of at the very beginning, but I don't know if you want to talk about our book project or your coaching practice or just give me everything. Well, I'm I'm really excited about the book project because I wasn't going to step in. Um, I've been, you know, God called me about 30 years to go to write a book. Uh-huh. And, you know, I've got a hundred pages written, you know, <laughs> yeah. before that time. But I just, you know, I've been so busy with so many other things you know, that kind of got onto the back burner. And, you know, when Luann said something about the book, at first I said, no, I'm not going to step in. And the Holy Spirit just kept bugging me and bugging me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I finally got back to her and I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And when I did, you know, it was close to the time that the chapter was to be turned in. Right. And so I sat down one day and, and within an hour and a half, I had the total thing completed. Wow. And I went, whoa, okay. <laughs> and I knew it was just pouring out of me what the Holy Spirit wanted to say. And that's exactly what she asked us to do. Yes. So, yes. you know, I submitted it right away. And she said, you know, I think mine was the second one that she got. Uh-huh. Um, and so, but it was like, okay, this is it. This is what you want to say. I'm sending it. Yeah. But it, it, it was such a, it's been such a blessing to work on this project with so many powerful writers, authors, you know, teachers um, that really have a word 
for yeah. God's people in this day. And yeah. I'm so excited about the book. I can't wait to have it come out and so I can read what everybody else has. Yes, <laughs> I, I know. It, it I is. really want to, I, I just can't wait to, I mean, I think we're all just going to be devouring it. <laughs> but, but I really am, I'm so excited about the project. As far as right now, for me, I am just so, I'm so excited about where God has me because not only, you know, in my working with women, we now are opening up, um, we've had a man step up and he's going to step into uh, the project with us and work specifically with men. Because it's one thing when women get healed, but there's so many broken men out there. I'm really excited about, about that. And just seeing an army of kingdom women, just, they're just arrayed and ready for battle. They're untouchable because, you know, you know, that when the enemy looks into their soul, he can't find anything to grab hold of. And so, but they're caring for their souls and they're ready to rise up and take back their families and their, their children and their, their communities and, you know, and the kingdom of God. And so that, that really um, is exciting for me. I'm so blessed to be a part of that. Um, yes. As I know you are as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. A, a very, very powerful experience that this project has been. And I echo so many of the statements that you said about what the project has meant to me and connecting with even more incredible, amazing, powerful women that are all for God. Yes. Um, which is just so wonderful. And and the book is called A Kingdom Word Now. And Peggy's chapter happens on day seven. This is a 30-day devotional. So her chapter is on day seven. And her title is, When I Come, Will I Find Faith? Can you elaborate on that just a little bit? Or do you want us to wait? Yes. To the book? No, I can, I can okay. tell you where that comes from. It actually comes from the, from the book he's having me write. It's a journey from my, my journey from faith to perfect trust. The Lord gave me an analogy years ago about uh, about that journey that was so vivid. It was it was basically where I'm in a in a trauma or a difficult situation, and I've come to this precipice, and God says jump, and I'm looking at it, and I'm going, "There's no way, I'm not jumping off of there," you know. And He keeps encouraging me to jump, so I jump, and God catches me. And so the next time I come to a situation like that, and I'm at that precipice. And he says, jump. I begin to think about it. And I go, okay, well, he caught me last time. Maybe he'll catch me this time. Yeah. So I jump. And the third time, it's the same thing. I'm jumping faster. Then there comes the time when I go running to that precipice and I say, can I jump now? Can I jump? Because my faith has now become perfect trust in, yeah. in who he is, what he says he will do, and knowing he will do it. Wow. So that's why, you know, in that chapter, you know, I talk a little bit about some of the ways he has has been bringing me to that. I'm still walking out that journey, but I'll tell you, my level of trust of the Lord now is a hundredfold what it was when I first stepped near that precipice. Wow. What a great testimony just those few words are to how the glory of God has worked in your life and then allowed you to change other people's lives in in so, so many ways. I mean, just really, really phenomenal. And I I appreciate everything that you've said and shared. I appreciate your love of Christ. I feel blessed beyond measure to have had this opportunity to have a conversation with you. And I'm so thankful for who you are as a woman of God 
and um, as someone that stands strong to help other people heal. Thank you, Alana. I, I appreciate that. I'm excited that I'm I'm your your first interview. Yes, <laughs> I'm blessed. <laughs> yes, I am blessed. This is the first interview for a Kingdom Word Now uh, 30 day devotional, which is so exciting. And Peggy, I want to ask you if you have any final words or thoughts before we close off. Well, I would like to invite people to check out my website. It's called KingdomWomenRising.org. I'm also you can find me on Facebook. Um, under, uh, I have a group kingdom women rising. I am also on Twitter kingdom women rising. You can find me anywhere on kingdom. Wonderful. I will also make sure and include those in the show notes and uh, make that available um, to people when uh, this uh, podcast goes out publicly. I will tell you that if you, if you go to my website, uh, Kingdom Women Rising, I have um, three different uh, lead magnets. They're little eBooks there that you, I, I would love it if you would just download a free copy and just read it because I, I, it's about, about healing, about he, you know, and I think that, that you'll get, get a lot from it. So yes. um, I just invite you to go ahead and download. Uh, you can actually read it on the site as well, but, okay. or you can download it, whichever you choose. Okay, super. Well, thank you very much. And I'll make sure and make a note of that in the show notes as well, because, you know, we all need what you've been blessed with as far as your gift for um, healing and restoring kingdom women. So I want to thank you again for joining me. And I look forward to more conversations with you and getting to know you even better. Oh, me as well, Arlana. We're just beginning our journey here. Yes, I believe that is true. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. You be blessed. Okay. You as well, Peggy. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Renegade Women and Soul Care podcast series. Currently, I'm interviewing women that are part of a devotional book that I have a chapter in that is called A Kingdom Word Now. These mighty and powerful authors share their thoughts about working on this book and their thoughts on soul care, and their thoughts on following the leadership of God. I hope that you find them empowering, and I hope that you will share them with others. You can reach me for all things soul care at arlana at therubyredslippers.com. I hope and pray for you to have peaceful nights and gentle days, and I want to remind you to always make time for soul care and soul prayer. Thank you for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.